I haven't been able to show up um, as I would want across the various parts of the ministry. It has felt like, you know, when you're on life support and then you leave your life support. And so it has, it was like I was gasping. And I just needed to put things in place so that we could come back and, you know, start to um, navigate the coordinates that the Lord already had given to us for the year 2023. I don't know if 2023 has already started to be um, a year that the Lord actually revealed to you about. If it has been like that for you, let me know in the chat. If it has not been, don't worry, don't lie, right? Don't lie. Sometimes we either need to change our perspective or we need to go back to the last command. So if you would say that 2023 for you has been um, a great year so far, um, you've seen um, the word of the Lord, he has opened your eyes to see by his spirit and you function from a different level of sight that is powered by the spirit of God. Just let's know in the chat, let's know in the chat at least, because if there is nobody, then I think I'll need to sit with God and ask him what is happening. Why is, why is that your people are ah, nobody? Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Nobody. That's really interesting. Amazing. Don't worry, you don't have, don't say you have if you've not. Please, you guys should. The EST Young. This is just April, the beginning of the second quarter. A lot can still happen. Favor, I was waiting for your message. You were typing. Slash, slash. I understand. I understand. Great. Adonai. I pay homage 
to the Lamb of God, Yahweh, I see Yahweh, seated on the throne, I behold me to the Lamb of God. So officially welcome to the third installment of our Behold series. And I, I don't know how many of you went back to listen to Apostle Charles's um, session last, was last month, right? Um, so such a blessing, such, such a blessing. You know, he's someone who it's just undeniable. Sometimes I'm like, God, it's just undeniable. He just has this unique grace of teaching the word of God with so much simplicity, precision, and power. And it's a grace that I truly honor. And so I really hope that you were also blessed because I was. I really hope that you were also blessed um, and I want us to understand again, right? You know that I would always say this. Um, KVNI is an intentional ministry. And so we don't do things, the things that we do because we have plenty of time on our hands and we, you know, want to be busy or we are trying to build probably a name or fame for ourselves, you know. It's a response, and we're so intentional about everything that we do, every single thing to the tiny king, to ensure that the mission and the vision that the Lord has committed to us is fulfilled in the lives of those he has bequeathed for his work, right? For his work to be served through the ministry. So I don't want you to cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself out of anything don't cheat yourself don't cheat yourself right i think this month we're going to um, open up the membership to i think four to five people and if you know you can it's completely free but actually it's going to cost you other things like your time right and your brain resource your attention your willingness it will cost you all that but it won't cost you actually it won't cost you money so plug into that also we are not through the membership system our, our, our mandate is to build 100 people and so their own meal plan is different the rigor is different do you see and i was telling um rahama the other day that we've not even i've not even started with them we are still we're still we're still you know testing the waters we're still trying to you know get to know ourselves and you know get to familiarize with the whole um concept but the rigor itself has not actually started so i'm just saying that to say that um please give yourself don't just let this be um one other online platform that you join right just let me join this pay attention right pay keen attention and above everything pursue experiential knowledge this generation have plenty knowledge plenty but void of understanding it's the reason why you see somebody communicate so excellently but when they have to 
function within a given construct, you wonder what's, what exactly is happening. Do you see? So let's give ourselves a this. I, I need to be out of here by 11 p.m. because I can meet up deadlines tomorrow morning. So let me just get right into it. I hope that we can finish this tonight. Even if we cannot, it will sort of set a foundation, probably for prophetic launchpad or our next Behold teaching. Please, before we go on, let me know again that you're hearing me clearly. Let me know that you're hearing me clearly. Lion of Judah, Apune Chamber, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Lion of Judah. Okay, thank you so much, guys. So, um, uh, teaching for today, as it has been wildly and widely publicized, is Yehior, which is loosely, right? It's loosely translated as let there be light, right? Loosely translated, and you will get to understand why I say it's loosely translated, as let there be light. And somebody should please put up Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, then also put up Genesis from chapter 1 to chapter 3. Somebody else put up the book of John, John chapter 1 from verse 1 to I think 7. Just pull that up. Um, this is going to be, a um, it's going to be more interactive before. We get into the teaching proper. You know, the threefold blueprint that God has given us, it's not more than that. The threefold blueprint that God has actually given us is behold, become build. And we believe that the map of the believer's experience is Christ, right? And so it is why we are intentional about the emphasis right, the emphasis of what it is that we do. So who's dropping the verses for us? I'm waiting for that before going. Who's dropping the verses for us? Somebody dropped Genesis chapter one, verse three. Somebody else dropped Genesis chapter one from verse one to three. And somebody else dropped John chapter one from verse one to seven. Who is doing that for us? Yehi or let there be light. Genesis 1 verse 3, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. So my first question is, when you look at this scripture where God says, let there be light and there was light, what do you, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Also pay attention to the fact that I think it was in verse four where he says that in the soul that the light was good and then he separated 
the light from the darkness and then he called the light then the night night sorry the darkness night and the morning the light day right so when you think when you heard a scripture and god said let there be light you know there are a whole lot of um is it permutations i will say now that um a whole lot of interpretations from that particular scripture right but when you when you actually think or when you've read that scripture what comes to mind let there be light what comes to mind somebody should volunteer or pick somebody randomly what comes to mind what comes to mind feel free to unmute yourself if you know it to be better if you speak but come on just share with us what comes to mind or when you heard ah, let there be light what 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 was that instinct that you had immediately that there was brightness everywhere okay now do i pick you let's hear you let us hear you mom okay let's hear you let's do this let's do this very quickly so that Hello. Go on. Go on, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um when when God says let there be light. So okay, at, at first, right, let me know why. <laughs> the first time I read that scripture, right? Like the very, very first time. I just thought of bright light, right? Bright light. And then like more like moonlight shone everywhere, like the light of the sun, even though the sun had not been created then, but you know the way sun will shine and everywhere in Nigeria, for instance, would be bright. So you can travel from here to to Kano and it used to be bright, from Kano to Lagos to be bright and so on. So it was that light that was in my mind but then i think there was a second time i read it and then i realized that it was actually god himself because scripture says that god is light so i don't even know how i'm going to start explaining that but that's just it so if you say that what you understand was god itself so how did you understand that it was god itself interpret that text by what you said that god is light let's understand what you are drive where what you're driving at okay what i meant was um scripture says that god is light right and the bible says in psalms that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light 
to my path. So when God said, let there be light, I I understand from, from the whole scripture that it was him calling himself forth. It was so him basically calling himself forth. Are you saying something? Yes, let's go to Bible study. Okay, did anybody put Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3? Oh, I cannot hear you. Well, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, people? Yes, yes. It's I think the problem is with my own speaker. It's not loud, okay. so I can't hear you clearly okay, I... without ears. Okay, can somebody put Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3? Nobody put that here. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Because if you say that, okay, what you understand was that God was calling himself. So what did he now see? If he was calling himself, what did he now see that was good? What, what did he divide, right? When, what, did he, what, what, what light did he divide if it was himself? From that understanding, how do you now, you know, how do you now interpret the flow of that scripture because it's not it's not it's a continuation how do you now interpret the flow of that scripture from that understanding yeah thank you so much um no add verse four and verse five favor so yes everyone was still listening to you so if you say the light was god how did you interpret, how do you, um, how is, how does it make sense in the context of the flow of that scripture? Okay. Um, so, okay, said, and so, okay, I don't understand the scripture. All right, in the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So the reason why I said that it was God calling himself to being was because when you read, scriptures are actually interconnected. So when you read forth, it says, and God saw that the light was good. And that was basically the start of the beginning of him creating everything. And so scripture says also in John chapter one, from verse one, I think to verse three or verse four. No, I don't want you to, go, we're not going to another text yet. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. We're not going to John yet, right? You said that that light was God. So now, here is my question. Don't worry, you everybody that is listening, don't worry, I'll still call another person randomly. So 
So it says, um, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So if you say light is God, then the light that he divided from the darkness is what? Is it still God? Okay. At this point, I think let me intentionally give up. <laughs> okay. Who else wants to try? Before I call somebody, who else wants to say something? Let me see the people in this chat that are not speaking. Yes, Simisola, you're here. Oh, yeah, unmute yourself. Let me hear you. Unmute yourself. Let me hear you. Okay, Favor is also typing. All right, let's do this over the next one minute and then we'll jump right in. Sala, unmute yourself. Is she here? Unmute yourself. I'm waiting for you. So I don't think you guys get it. I'm not with I don't want you guys to give me the perfect answer. I just want to probe your understanding of that scripture. You've been reading the scripture, obviously you've interpreted it as something that's really what i want to get so it's not supposed to be a um, um kind of thing whatever you know understand from that scripture is what i just want you to explain that's just it basically simple so simisola are you there here is the fact that all of you are ghosting me okay Priska let me hear you oh she's not here Messi let me hear you like this is baffling like I don't I know I'm not looking we all quote this scripture now it's not I just want I'm not going to buy it I just want to probe your understanding of that scripture. When you heard, let there be light, what was your instinct? What did you interpret the text of scripture as? Because if you guys cannot say this, then I am just curious to know how you've been studying your Bible because it's not about the right answer. It's about the answer that you already concluded it was. Right? Don't worry. I'm not going to give. I'm not giving Mark. You're not going to fail any exams. Just let me hear you. Okay, I can see two people typing. Everybody's just running away. Nobody's even saying, ah, Auntie I. 
So is it that we've not read that scripture before, or is it that we've read this, but we just keep passing it? Right? Do you see, this is the reason why the question is this. When you read the scripture, God said, let there be light, and there was light. What is your idea of what was light? What is your, what, what, what's your interpretation of that scripture? What do you understand? What I understood in that scripture is that God being light and darkness being the devil who was casted down to earth. Okay. <laughs> so there was something that the Lord laid in my heart. I think last week. Now I see why he laid that in my heart. And now it's an instruction I need to actually obey. So is anybody saying something or should we go on? But honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty shocked. Like, I, I'm supposed to be seeing a lot of responses. Well, Samuel, let me hear you. That's true. I haven't called you. Let me hear you. What's your understanding of that scripture? I just want to know our understanding. That's all. What's your understanding of that scripture, Samuel? All right. Um, good evening, everyone. Well, what I understood from that scripture is simply, um, okay, is it just Genesis um, 1 verse 1, right? 1 verse 3. 1 verse 3. All right. Um, it says, and the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Well, um, I would, what I say I understood though, right from time, since you said you should not reference other scriptural, other um, verses, well, it's as simple as um, there was, there was like. No, I'm not saying you should not reference other scripture. Present your understanding of that scripture. I would, say, I would say what I understand from that scripture is basically God. Um, this was this was the beginning of creation, and and when God was you know starting the journey of creating things on earth, um, the first thing he, he called to being, or the first thing he did was that he, he created light and. After light, then it ushered other things that were created. So, um, it was it was. What was that light? light? What was the light? Yes. Well, the light. Like, what do you think light. of? Okay, what do I think of the okay, light? Like, yes, is it? Are you saying it's illumination? Like, I want to just understand. Don't use the okay, word light. Well, what was that light? I would say I would say it's, it's illumination because it's, it's basically like it, like you see in verse two. Verse two says, "And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep." If we're going to reference it to a normal day, if we're in a dark place and there's a sort of light or something that um, beams out from nowhere, and there we try to or we can see. Um, other features of that environment it basically brings um it just brings you 
into perspective or into um, recognition of where we are currently. So I, I believe the light is um, is illumination. Actually, I, I don't know the words or the right words to use to explain um, what 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 that light is, but um, I think that's the best I can do for now. All right, I understand that. Okay. Okay, that's that's fine. Let's just go on so that we don't spend so much time here. It's, wow. All right. So, first things first. Let me start from here. Then we'll just build forward, right? Um, I already taught this in the membership, and that's the reason why I was actually expecting. I was expecting something. There were statements you guys were make, making that ah, I was like, God, are you guys learning? Are you guys learning? Because, well, we're going to do something on Bible study for everybody. Now, we've learned that a principle of Bible study is understanding that the Bible was not written in the 21st century by a 21st century person. Or to a 21st century generation. The body, the Bible, rather, is an historical book. And so when we are interfacing with mm -hmm. the scriptures, even if we try to, you know, understand the text by natural simulations, we must go back to the text and allow the text interpret itself by itself. Right? So let us start the conversation from this point. For instance, example that someone was giving, oh, in our normal time, that was not that was not now. So we can't, that is a baseless claim in the context of now, do you understand? So it's not something that we can use as a valid claim that this was what it was right and yes we are still growing in our understanding but this going to the scripture um according to the way the scripture is written understanding it in, in its original context sort of right please at every point in time let me know you're following so that my network won't cut me off and it's like i'm just talking and talking and talking please right so okay let's just go to that scripture the Bible says um, in Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then it says that, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light and there was light it was after this you now see the scripture says that god saw that the light was good and then he divided the light from the darkness he called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day now if you look through the scripture very closely you'll find that within this creation there was a creation right within this creation within the whole context of god creating the day and the night he first introduced light 
And that light was what created room for now illumination. Do you see? Oh my God. To deal of all nights. Yeah, so, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And I have spoken to us before that um, the Bible was not written in English, right? The Bible was only translated in English because of some of us who do not cannot read Hebrew or Greek or Aramaic. But originally the Bible was written in Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic, right? And when you look at um, the Hebrew language, the Hebrew language has more depth than the English language. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew language were literally like pictures, right? So each alphabet had a deeper meaning. So one letter, right? One, just a single letter can mean 10 to five sentences. Do you understand? It can mean a whole lot of things. Do you see? It, can gi it gives you an in-depth understanding of that word. And so it's the reason why when we are interfacing with scriptures, we must not be so arrogant to just feel that mm, it's plain. This is what it is. Then that is what it is. Yes, sometimes we should not overstretch it, but it's important to understand what the original context of that scripture is because this is what guides our philosophy. This is what guides our beholding. And so that scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, we behold with open face. Have you wondered what open face mean? What unveiled face mean? Right? So we need to study scriptures with open face, with unveiled faces. And we can only do that when we come to the text humbly understand that you know this is our generation we are so intelligent that we are not intelligent so we you know go to the bible with our ideas we go to the bible with you know um all the knowledge that we've accumulated over time is the reason why we have a whole lot of bible talking and bible speaking christians but without substance because the word cannot find root in them because the word is small the word they have is small what they have is just information just outrageous information right so now that part of scripture says let there be light and i said that um in the hebrew that word is the word yehi or yehi or then let me show you something i really a video video class but it wasn't something i was able to pull off but let's, let me show you something. Yehi or, yep. So I'm going to start with let there be before we go to light. And okay. So this is my Bible, right? My Hebrew Bible. And so when you look at it, right, this is, if you use um, Bible study hub, this I'm using interlinear, right? Because sometimes Strong's Concordance is not, 
it's not always very, very accurate because of how it's compiled, right? So I actually prefer using the interlinear Bible. So when you look at this, you see, yeah, he or. Now, yeah, he is let there be. Now, I want you to take note of those things under it, right? Let me just talk about that a little. Don't worry, we're going to have a comprehensive Bible study um, intro kind of course. So let's wait, take note of um, those words that are in blue that is just under the gold English words. Can we see that? If you can see it, can you write down what you see on that let there be? So let me just explain that so that when you're doing your own Bible study, ordinarily, I wouldn't want to go into that, but so that when you're doing your own Bible study, this sort of guides you to understand how this is interpreted. So just, just put that in the chat for me if you're there, then I will interpret this. I will just explain that to you so that when you're studying and you see something like that, you can be able to interpret it and make sense of it because when you understand that that is um it's like um what's this called what's this called just the way we have um nouns pronouns you know and all of these things that's it also in hebrew so it sort of gives us perspective on the etymology of that word on the um ori um, the, the origin of the word, what it implied before it was translated into the English language. Do you understand? So, no, not that, not the one on that light, the one on that let there be favor. If you can just somebody just type that in. Thank you. Yeah. V um, Carl, that's Q A L. Imperf is imperfect. Just is justive, right? These are Hebrew, just the way we have noun, pronoun, adverb, adjectives. Then 3MS is basically um, third person masculine, right? Third person masculine. The V there is a verb and it signifies that that was an action word. Cal imperfect. We have the cal perfect and we have the cal imperfect. The cal imperfect basically represents an action that is incomplete or that occurs in the present or future. What we what we recognize in English language as present continuous tense. Do you understand? And so even if you study that scripture, you'll find that when God said, let there be light, that phrase, let there be light, it's it was it was guiding all of creation till the end of the creation story it was guiding all of creation do you see and you understand that even better as we go on right so just basically is like verb it also speaks of like you know the mood in which an action in which um, an action was given either it's a command an invitation or a permission this is really just trying to explain to us the nature of that conversation that the lord was having or the command that he was giving when he said let there be do you see and now the third person third place masculine now english students right what's third place masculine can you can somebody type what third place masculine is? What third place masculine is? You know, it's really so fascinating that the Bible is really one thing 
And when we apply ourselves to behold, we'll start to really understand when I always say that the map of a believer's journey is Christ, right? The map of a believer's journey is Christ, his beginning, his end, the everything. So what is, what is third person um, pronoun in masculine? We don't know that. Third person pronoun in masculine. Thank you. He. Now, from this interpretation that we have done, you will find that that word yehi is a masculine word. It's not a word that, um, it's not a general kind of word. So if we are to, you know, transliterate that according to its original context, the transliteration will now be what? Somebody. If we have to transliterate that now to its original context, based on what we just talked about, we said the third place masculine is he. What would that translation be? Rather than let there be, what will it be? What will it be? Why are you guys adding question mark? Be sure of yourselves now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys, you guys actually, you guys actually did well. It's may he be, right? May he be or let he be. Well, technically, it's may he be if we should interpret every single thing, right? So let he be. Literally, it he was the Lord was not that. So this contextual understanding already rules out the fact that it was not physical light as we know it to be right because what he was saying there is may he be light right and when you look through scriptures in the book of john um john chapter one from verse one he says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was Okay, please, I don't like this particular version. Give me, let me bring up my Bible. Forever I can James baby, except I need to understand more forever. King James will always be my first, first love. So yeah, John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. You know, you find that John 1, like we have said rightly here before, John 1 and Genesis 1, it's, um, they are cross-referenced, right? It is really just like feedback that this is exactly what happened here. That's the reason why um, in Bible study, it is required that you allow the Bible, the text, interpret itself, not your logic, because the interpretation of the scripture is already in the scripture. Do you see that? So it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Do you see? And so when you even go through that scripture, you keep saying, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be. The original context of that is may he be. Do you see? May he be. 
And so when you look through that particular scripture also in the book of Genesis chapter one, um, you see that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it says that the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And in our last prophetic launch pad, I explained what spirit is. I explained what spirit is. In science, what we call spirit is what is called energy, right? In, I think the Latin now, it's called ruach. Do you see? It's the ruach, it's the wind of God. And then if we are to interpret that scripture, because that, by, that part of the word of God says that this spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters, right? We also see in the book of John chapter 6, verse 63, where it says that the spirit gives life. Do you see that? The spirit gives life. Then he went on to say that the words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. It's the reason why every single thing, every single thing on the earth, right? Every single thing on the earth is powered by the spirit of God. It's the reason why you always hear me say things like, everything literally is a manifestation of the Christ. Juice is a manifestation of the wind of God, a manifestation of the spirit of God, because there is a force that is enabling that thing to function in this plane. And we see it clearly in scriptures where it says, may he be light. Do we understand what I'm saying so far? Are we following me? Are you following? Do you understand so far? Do we understand? Please, if you know you don't understand, don't allow anybody to speak for you. Notice that I don't understand this and I'll go back and try my best to explain it clearly. So, okay, I think we all understand. All right. You know, even when you look at the book of Job, you see where Job said that, and the spirit of God had made me and the breath of the almighty had given me life, right? So, what gives what gave life to creation basically right was the spirit of god moving upon the face of the water and compelling that light be right and what he was saying was may he be light do you see that that's the reason why that scripture uh, in john it says that without in the beginning was the word and the word was with god because creation was formed actually by the word and we understand that the word is Christ. Do we understand to this point? Do we understand to this point? Amazing. Now, you may be wondering, so, okay, let there be light, right? And there was light. Um, oh, I can't actually recall that sentence because I'm teaching from my head. Probably you listened to the 
you listen to the replay. So yeah, now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says, God said, let there be light, that may he be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Now, let's understand this light, right? Before we finalize that, ah, this light is Christ, right? Because scriptures keep talking about Christ as light, Christ has light but a lot of times we don't even know the implication of what it means to be called as light and to refer to christ as light right we find that a whole lot of things that we try to logically explain they are clearly i don't know if i should use the word clearly but they are clearly presented in scriptures but it actually really takes us um intention and you know humility to be able to lift these things from the scriptures the reason why i find it very 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 disgusting when people have to use conversations like you know if you are called to the marketplace focus go and study the go and study books leave the back don't it's 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 very very disgusting because it just goes to show how much we do not know the word, how much we've not been with the word, and how much we are so arrogant to be taught by the word, right? And so now I'm going to say something and I'm going to show you guys some images very briefly, but I want to put out the disclaimer that what I am going to say should not be a basis for your study, right? Like it should not be if it does not fit into this box, then it's wrong. No, I am just going to be explaining this contextually with these images because they are very much in alignment with the scriptures. They are very much in alignment with the context of that part of scripture, right? And remember I said to us when we started this meeting that um, the Hebrews, their letters used to actually be pictographs, right? They literally depict it with pictures. And so this is what light, the word light looks like in the Hebrew. This is what the light actually looks like. You know, it's so fascinating, <laughs> so fascinating. And here's the thing with the Hebrew um letters you don't read it from the front you actually read it from the back don't worry you understand why i'm actually saying this you don't read it from the front you actually read it from the back right now when you look at the first letter right the first letter of that word what was the image of the first letter now take note i said you don't read it from the front you read it from the back so what really does the image of the first letter actually re remind you of what do you think when you see that image mm. what do you think when you see that image ram okay you're close but not necessarily a man that's not if anti the first letter is from the back not the front lamb okay let me see let me hear neck <laughs> necklace okay good okay okay let's see 
ram's head <laughs> okay this is interesting bull amazing <laughs> let me show you this what's this animal called <laughs> what's this animal okay rahama wants to say something looks <laughs> are you hungry carrot scare <laughs> oh wow thank god there is oh thank you god finally oh wow no this is this a cow okay well it looks like a cow anyways do you know what an ox is do you know what an ox is an ox see I'm, i just want to explain that in the context of light and you just see how beautifully it represents even christ like when i was doing that study i was like ah, see this thing you just see how beautifully it actually represents christ yeah okay <laughs> ox is good all right amazing <laughs> so do we when we when we think of ox what do we think of when you think of ox what do you think of what do you think of when you think of <laughs> are you guys hungry <laughs> somebody said meat oh wow joseph this is brilliant this is brilliant this is brilliant this is brilliant okay who else wants to say something when you think of ox what do you think hmm. do a class captain you are correct you don't say your own Ekushema. strengths great great an animal that is used to do farm work but does that look like an ox to you right it does it it does look like an ox to you right does it and people of god does it strength ah uh, you guys are brilliant though ah uh, ah uh, effie way hey in yoruba it looks like a cow to me well they are all they are all in the same family bull ox cow but like they said ox is castrated and ox is known for its strength known for its strength mm, blood whoa that's 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 amazing that's profound that's profound you know that um that particular letter right of the hebrew is actually representative of the ox 
and the action, like the representation of that word actually means to lead or to be put in front, right? It actually speaks of authority and like you guys said, strength. So basically it's a cow, but it's a cow that has a nine to five job. Do you see? It's a cow that what has a nine to five job. And so when you look at this picture that I shared with you, um, let me just, this picture that I shared with you, you can see two oxen. And what is just on your head is what is called a yoke, right? They are so strong, like ox, 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 oxen. They are really, really strong. And the idea of the ox is, don't worry, everything I'm saying, I want you to just paint images in your mind. You get, you, you get what I'm saying, right? You might not just have heard it in this way, but you get it. The idea of two oxen yoked together is that the stronger one actually is yoked with the weaker one. So the stronger one takes the lead for the weaker one to follow so that the weaker one can also become stronger. Now, that's the first letter. That's the representation of the first letter, right? Remember that we are studying the three letters. Now, before we go to the second letter, it's important to understand, you know, I've told you guys this thing before, that words have etymology. So it has root word. That is the word it was brought out of, right? And usually the word it was brought out of holds the meaning. So when another word is introduced, it actually serves as um, specificity or intensification, something intensified or something specific. Do you understand? So now look at the last letter, right? The last letter, which is according to this image, Resh. The last letter here, Resh. Remember that I told you guys, don't make this a doctrine. I'm explaining this because, because a lot of times we can, we, can, we can just start to create illusions that does not exist. So please don't make this a doctrine. I'm only trying to explain this. So what does that image look like? What does it look like? Resh. A man's head, I think that's... <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. Let me hear what Ramhama has to say. So what does it do? What is it? Oh, Apostle Charles is here, actually. I didn't take notes. Good evening, sir. No, the first one. So Rahama, Rahama was the was a man with Afro key. Rahama, so I'm waiting for your own. Please don't say tomato. What does it what does it imply to you? What does it indicate to you? Where is Samuel? Samuel's still here. Let me hear what he has to say. Please, nobody should say tomato. <laughs> because it's like everybody's hungry this night. 
look back. A man, face of a man. Okay. Okay. Messi wants to say something. A man's head. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I think that that was pretty. That was pretty obvious. It's a man's head. Okay. Now, when you think of a man's head, what does it abstractly like? That the, a man's head. That's 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 the tangible, right? Now, what's the intangible? The abstract. The abstract meaning of that. My identity, mankind, soul, life, knowledge. No, I want you guys to okay. Look at it plainly. When, when, when a man, when you look at the head of something or the head of a man, what does that? What does that? What do you think of? Let's try again. I don't. What? No, not not necessarily. Not necessarily the authority and rulership in that thingy, um, that's those words, the Aleph. Not necessarily the head of something. What's the head of something? What does head, head mean? Head, tail, head. Ah, uh, you guys know this thing. I know you're just, I know it's just like I got you on the spot, but I know you guys know this thing. Aha! Uh -huh. uh -huh. uh -huh. I want to see people that are no book. That's, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. You see? You see, that's, that's it. Beginning, yes. Top, vital, source. Right? The top of something, vital, source. Do you see? Now, if we should combine, right now, let's do the same thing. If we should combine a left right that's the ox and you should combine resh which is what we looked at as man's head which is top or beginning right or above or source if you combine those two together what does it mean What does it mean if you combine them together? 
beginning oh you, you, you guys you guys you guys are geeks okay let me hear Rahama wants to say something yes uh, Rahama I was waiting for you okay Joseph is also here we're on the way no please run back let me <laughs> let's hear you let's hear you let's hear you let's hear you <laughs> Oh yeah, Laura Hammer. In the beginning, there was strength. <laughs> Even you, you are laughing at yourself. <laughs> oh my God, Rahama. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Give it to us before we move. Oh yeah, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Oh wow, it's already past one hour, and we've not gone anywhere. Well, even if that's all we can actually do, I think. I think I'll okay. Which others are you following? There's strength is from the source. There's beginning of strength. There's in the beginning there was strength. So which one God gone gone are you following? Let's know where you are. Oh my god. Okay, out of him, the source came for strength that held all things. That's that's amazing. Okay, something I don't know how to put it anyhow, Rahama. Don't worry, would could the first holds all things together? Okay, that's you guys are brilliant. Uh -uh. okay okay you guys have really tried as well as, okay <laughs> you guys have really really tried and every answer that we gave is profound so basically it means strength from above or the first right the thought that holds all things together don't worry we're going to make it make sense right now when you look at the sword right when we add the third sorry the second letter now right the second letter that's the wow or the war <laughs> what does that look like to you okay now this particular one 
what does that actually look like to you the 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 war what does that look like to you okay let me see letter y a tie <laughs> Oh my god <sighs> looks like it <laughs> okay i love these answers i love you guys are not wrong <laughs> they are just so funny everyone says a tie wow <laughs> thank you <laughs> Oh, girl, please, I don't have so much energy to laugh. <laughs> okay, let's see who else. What does it, Mama said, what does it, oh, I mean. <laughs> So let me let me just send you send you guys a complete image like a telescope. Remember what we said, Tosha, that it wasn't in 21st century. <laughs> so it can't actually be a stethoscope. But I love the answers actually so far. Let me just send you guys a full thing. Source of this is Wikipedia. <laughs> you guys are funny. Stethoscope, long, long. Wow. <laughs> the divine wants to say something. It's People's mind is wild, though. <laughs> okay, so literally, it's a nail or a hook. Right? It's a nail or a hook. <laughs> Actually, I myself, I did not understand how, but when you look at it, right, um, it's like when you put two nails, let me just find an image to show you. Um, war in Hebrew pictograph. Meaning. So it looks like, let me, don't worry. It's like a nail or, you know, when you tie something together, right? When you tie something together, I'm trying to look for that nail image. Okay, I can't find it. So technically, it's when, like when you tie something to, where did you see the wicked one head shape? And they just leave those guys. That's why I said don't. <laughs> so yes, it's literally when you look at it, it's like you know when two nails also are. Let me wait, let me just find a picture.
This is really taking my time. I thought I saved it. Anyways, what it actually means is, you know, two things, like maybe you tie two things together to add something together and all of that, right? The reason why I didn't share this at first, like I said, it's not... A lot of things online are compromised. So that's the reason why I said don't follow certain things as doctrines. This is just to give us some kind of visual um visual experience to really understand and recall so it really means to and throughout the and the in the hebrew language when this letter of the alphabet is used this letter war right it's usually to mean increase it's usually to intensify right it's usually to what to intensify to make something to make something higher, <laughs> let me use that word, to make something more than it is. Do we understand this? To make something more than it is. Now, from this very, these three definitions, can you actually connect representations of Christ in scripture to all of these things? Can you actually see the connection? Can you see it? Can you see it? amazing 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 so we can see that now when you now beyond all of this explanation right when you now look at what this are right okay let's, let's see what joseph wants to say before i go on oh thank god You know, sometimes we didn't like Bible study like this. We didn't like jam jam. Like, mm -mm. Well, this is very, very pivotal. And also pay attention to how we've been, you know, going in depth with this study to also help you in your personal study. Yeah, Joseph is our associate Raboni, right?
oh wow, it's really almost 11 p.m. And the funny thing is, it's not started. I thought Joseph was typing. Where I, I was actually waiting for you, Joseph. Rabbi Joseph, what happened now? We're not we're not worthy word of the wisdom that is about to come from you. Please, sir. Help us. Oh, he's not here. Okay, hopefully when he comes back, he would put it in. So let me see where we can round up. So basically, like I wanted actually, maybe we'll just tie this really in nicely as prophetic lunch pad. But let's do the study, right? Let's do the study so that, you know, it's gonna make more sense now in um when you look up that the root of that word light it's closely linked to the word box do you see and in those days right the reason why that the word light was linked with box was you know, the Hebrews, they were nomads. That is, they used to travel a lot. They used to walk, right? And they make use of boxes. When you think of boxes, you also look at these three attributes. One, the boxes that they use were very strong to be able to carry the things that they carry. Two, they had to be they had a top let me use that they had a top right they had a top right these two um simulations or should i say these two breakdown of boxes the reason why it represented box to them because understand that now we have enlightenment right a lot of people have labored but then they do not have enlightenment like we do do you understand they do not have they do not have the kind of spiritual let me use that word understanding that we had so that's the reason why the bible is also a literary book the representation of the scripture is actually in sync with their time is the reason why we talked about that place in scripture that says um the eye of the needle right the eye of the needle was an actual place so you find that Jesus was always speaking to them, even when, um, what's his name, Paul was talking about sons, right? The Heos and the Nepios. And there's, there are a whole lot of arguments around, oh, you are not a son, you're a child, oh, you're a child, and I get all of that. But the truth is, Paul actually gave a distinction. And the distinction that he gave, right, it was in their cultural context because in their context the proof of maturity is that a child has been able to study the torah there was the, the, there was the, the, there was a form 
Jesus, so when he was calling them heels, heels was actually a terminology that they understood so they could relate. It's just that when he was also speaking to women that he said, um, a woman should not, you know, what's it called? She should not preach without, without her head covered. But when we interpret it now, people say, if you don't tie your hair, you go to hell. No, it was because in those days, days, excuse me, Christians, believers, they used to dress like modern day Muslims where they have to cover their hair also. So he was using that as a representation because a woman could not do without covering their hair. Just the way now, most ladies cannot do without makeup because it beautifies them. Then too, covering your hair was beauty. Do you see what I'm saying? So a representation of words usually were literary. Do you see? They were literary, literary. That's the reason why we need to always understand who is speaking. Is the person speaking? Um, is the person speaking directly or is the person speaking in parable? Right? Now, how can you understand that? It's understanding what does this what did this really represent in their context? And so when we understand what it actually represented we can be able to really see with open face what that word actually meant. Do you understand what I'm saying? Joseph, we're still waiting for you. You were typing something. But do we understand what I'm saying? I can't believe that it's almost 11 already and I've actually not, I'm still in the introduction. I'm still trying to introduce. Introduce the door. As well, right? Okay, Joseph, I'm still waiting for that, but I'll just go on why you drop and um, what you have to type to share with us. Do you see? So it was closely linked, but now think about it. If that part of scripture says, "Let there be boxes." right let there be boxes so okay abstractly that's represented boxes but we could we can see the depth of that word but then when you think of boxes what do you think of what 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 is the use of a box what does a box do let there be boxes yeah what do you think of I'm going through various routes tonight using different um, literary approaches for us to actually understand that context. To store things. Okay, let's, let's think of it this way. If you are traveling, right? You're traveling from let's say you're traveling from afghanistan to malawi you have a lot of clothes a lot of books and you just pack all of them and you're holding it in your hand and you're going to the airport or to the to the boat and you're just holding everything in your hand right box is a cut it's a weight well i love that i love that i really love that right you're just holding all of them in your hand and you're just going it falls, you carry your kidney, you pick it, you hold everything. And somebody gives you a box and says, put your things into this box. Let there be everything you need. 
Where did I get these children? So yeah, when using the scenario I just gave, what does Vox really represent in that manner? I said, you're traveling from Afghanistan to Malawi and you know, you're carrying all of these things, many, many things, your clothes, everything, right? You're carrying, you don't have any, and somebody gives you a box. What does it, what does it, what does it, there's a word I'm looking for. What does it signify? Uh, not you guys, you guys are too deep. <laughs> you guys, don't worry, don't be deep. The surface level. You guys are too deep. What does, what do you think of, like, like arranging your scattered clothes or everything into a box? Like, what does that what does that signify? You have this scattered clothes and you know you're putting it into, into a box and arranging it. What is what what is that? Like whew. organization. That that's that's beautiful. We we're getting close. I'm looking for a particular word. I'm looking for a particular word. Partnership, eh, not necessarily. Oh, you guys are close. When you think organization, when you think togetherness, so <laughs> organization, oneness. No, okay. If you say one, honest, ah, unit. Okay. Okay. Let me just. Hmm, corporation, amazing. Let's 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 try. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try. I'll simply out of here. So let's try. So I can tie this in somewhere. Tie tie this tidy this up rather somewhere. Let's try. Okay, you you scatter your clothes on the bed, for instance, and then you start to arrange them. See, the, even if even arrange, there's a, another word for it aside organize. Oh God, it's a word. Okay, let me give you guys expo. <laughs> let me give you. Okay, let me hear what Rahman says before I give expo. Okay, now this word we use it together with law and was if you if you guys don't get it now, my angel will visit every one of you and flog you. We use it together, law. Eh, eh, yes, order, order. Do you also see how that the word boxes is also in alignment with our definition of? that resh war and aleph a box is strong and you take from it's like when to the box right what is coming is coming from above and what that box represents is order and when we look at christ christ is order is the reason why the word of the lord says that i am light you got it after I give you plenty of expo. If I kick you, I am light in a dark world. 
That's why he said that we are the lights of the world. A lot of times we always think, oh, I need to, you know, we think of fame. <laughs> we think of fame. Let me blow. No, what, God, what, what the Bible is saying is that you are the order in the world. So when you even look at Christ, Christ came as God's order. And so when the Lord was saying, let there be light, may he be light, let there be boxes or whatever iterations that we danced around right now, he was saying, may he be order. Because remember, recall, right? Recall that that scripture says that the world was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Lord in his infinite intelligence saw it wise to introduce order and introduce order in the similitude of Christ. And so scriptures also said when he was creating man, he said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. Let them also be representation of this order. Let them have the authority and permission to exhume, exhibit, and establish this order. is the reason why the Bible also says that you are the light of the world. And so just like PK would say, as believers, we do not necessarily create culture. We are sent to shape it. Do you see that? We are to bring order in the world, but you see us in the world now, everybody's trying to be liked. When people say, oh, I want to shine my light, right? I want to shine, shine your light. What we are thinking of is be famous, be popular, but there is no order. If this, is, this is the core and the crux of what we understand as kingdom advancement. It is being light, being order. And Christ was first. You know, Christ has been the perfect image from the beginning of time up to the end. Before we could even interface with him as man, as spirit, this was his function. And he came bodily as man to be a representation of that scripture. Let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. And so he was an embodiment of that text. Do we understand this? Do we understand this, guys? Does this does this actually make sense? Like, does this does this make sense? You know, when this really comes alive in you, when this word comes alive in you, see, you actually understand the implication of your existence. It's not it's not a debate. The creation story was an implication in itself. And so scripture says is that we have been bought with a price. That which we are to do unto God as a response to that spirit of adoption is to function in our original ordination. And that ordination, oh God, it was started and completed in Christ. Is the reason why you hear me say that our map is Christ. In the beginning, God. In the middle, God. In the end, God. And so when we look at the world today, we are so reactive as believers, but we forget 
that when the Lord said, let there be light, you know, I'm still going to do, um, I'm still going to reteach the teaching we had at Prophetic Launchpad on the Christ, right? Because we couldn't have the recording. Also for people who um, were not here, and I, it's, it's not something that you listen one off, right? Something you need to go back to because all of these things are connected. You find that the, the, the spirit of the Christ is what powers creation, is what has given creation, it's, it's what God um, used to, you know, make a formless earth, right? Make a formless earth into an ordered one. So he looked and he saw that it was good. It is still that same spirit of Christ that should consume us, that should power us that should move us, that should blow us. When you even look at the operations of Christ in scripture, you find that at every point in time, Christ was actually a representation of order. He was a representation of what? Of order. You know, the Bible is one book. Is the reason why when a lot of people say things like, you know, the Old Testament is already the Old Testament. You can't understand the Bible fully by just reading the New Testament because the scripture to the New Testament, to the people who wrote the New Testament was the Old Testament. So we have to understand the Old Testament, however, with an understanding of the New. God is so intelligent that even the Bible says that before the foundation of the earth, that the lamb was slain. And that scripture says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Because when the Lord says, may he be light, he was already slain there. It was him he compelled to power the whole universe including the creation man, is the reason why people of the Lord, every man has God in them. Every man has God in them, no matter how we try to argue the existence of God. For instance, even atheists, they reckon that there is something called intuition, but it's not something that they can really explain logically. Because intuition, like inspiration from the word spirit, is guidance from, an, from a higher intelligence. Is the reason why, as even believers, we are prone to seek, you know, horoscopes, human design, and all of these intelligences to attempt to understand who we are. Because something in us recognizes that there is an invisible force that we need to, you know, align with to instruct us so our lives can be ordered, so we can function in the world as people of order, right? So I'm going to tie here. This is really just an introduction. We've not, I just tried to, you know, enter the, enter the conversation. If you're sensitive, you realize that everything that we teach here is the same thing. It's just in a different way. It's one person, it's Christ. Do we see this? Do we understand this, people of God? Do we understand this? Do we understand this? Or do you have questions you want to ask? <laughs>
before I run away and leave you all because So, so you see now, let me give us assignments. Don't sit down with what we've talked about now and just go and rest. No. Go back, listen to this, understand this. Do the study again by yourself. Let the understanding be concrete. See, you cannot do an understanding. It's the reason why when people tell me, I don't know what my purpose is. I know it is two things. It's either you have a very poor prayer life, right? And maybe a good Bible reading life or a good prayer life or a very poor Bible study life. Because when you interface, the scripture says, as we behold with open face. So when we can behold with open face, it is impossible to not be transformed. It is default. You must be transformed. Because when you do this kind of study and you really understand, see, nobody has to cajole you on what you have to do when you wake up in the morning or how you have to function in your environment, in your workplace, in your school. You know it. It informs and defines your value system. It informs your philosophy. It informs your culture. Oh, I really wish I had time to really, you know, talk more on this Let There Be Light. But we will. This is just an introduction. Favor, you were typing in something. I was waiting to see that. Oh, why did you... Don't worry, I don't want to go into that now. We'll talk about that in the next class. So probably in the membership, we'll have that conversation. Oh, I don't want to go into that now because... If you leave me, I'll continue. So people of God, before we call it um, a night, do we understand so far? Favor, please don't lose your question, right? I'll start from there next time. You know, a lot, you know, I was talking to us the last time I said, when we talk about darkness many times, we have perspective of what darkness is, but we forget to realize that light is order. And order might not be your definition of good. Do you understand what I'm saying? It might not be your definition of good. Do you guys understand that? Order might not be your definition of good. If God is bringing order to your life, sometimes we are praying against what God is doing in our lives because we don't understand order. And so God will remove that person from your life. Oh, but I love him. Oh, but it's this one. You fail to realize that what God is doing is order. Order. <laughs> order. Yes, order might not be your definition of good. It's the reason why I would always say we are there are two great lights. The Bible says it that there are two great lights, light and darkness. But a lot of times, what we interpret as darkness, what we've been taught is darkness, is anything that doesn't look like God. It's just like love. 
you find when people say things that God loves me, people say, God can't do this because God loves me. Do you know what love is? Do you really know what love is? Or is it because of you had a crush on a guy when you were in secondary school? So you believe that you understood, understand what love is. You know, this generation, we're a very funny generation. We assume our understanding. Do you know what love is? Because somebody that loves you, right? See, somebody that actually loves you should be able to tell you the hard thing to your face. Even if another person is paying you, and, and the person does not really care so much about your pride. Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times you think, oh, no, it's darkness. It's no, we're praying. Scripture says all things work together. It did not say all good things. <laughs> it says all things. All things. So people of God, it's on that note that would end tonight's lecture. Hopefully, let me see if we can fix a lecture next week or next two weeks. I think we have prophetic lunch by next week. But let's see that so that we can, you know, continue this. Make sure because I will still come back and I will ask questions. Make sure you go back, listen to it. My people, you guys know that I will give you assignments. My people know themselves. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I still have feedback for everyone. So, yeah, make sure you go back to this. Listen to it. It's a lecture. It's not, it's not sermon that you just listen. Even sermon, you're not supposed to listen to a sermon just once, right? Go back, listen to it. Follow it second by second do your own study understand it draw out even an outline for yourself on what you will not start to study bible study is interesting people of god it's just that because you've not been taught how it's a hassle all right so i pray that the eyes of your understanding is enlightened and that you know the hope of your calling of his calling the eye of your understanding is enlightened. This year you see indeed by the Spirit of God, not through the philosophies, ideologies, and the veils in your mind, but you see by the Spirit of God. It is the year that your sight is pruned, primed, and configured by His Spirit indeed in the name of Jesus the Christ. So let there be light. Let there be light. And allow God, right? Allow God in your life. Allow God order your life. So good night, guys. We're going to see. I'm going to let you know when next. And we're going to see when we see. I love you all so much. And it was so amazing doing this with you. Have a blessed, blessed, blessed night.